Welcome to Queers on Film. This is a podcast where a different guest each week picks their queer film of choice to watch and discuss. The film, for the sake of this podcast, doesn't have to be explicitly queer as long as it fulfills one or more of the following criteria. It either needs to have one or more queer characters, can be viewed through a queer lens, or is particularly relevant to the guest's queer journey or experience. This week, we are talking about one that at least fills the first two, um, a movie that is just baffling, and I'm so excited to talk about uh, the movie Bit, which was chosen by my very good friend and uh, um, was supposed to be on the podcast a long time ago, but we're finally going to get them on, is Fabby. Hi. Is is that my introduction? Hi. Hi, everyone. It's me, Fabby. Every podcast needs an angry trans woman, so I'm here. And Fabby, what are your pronouns? My pronouns are she and her. And I just realized that I didn't give mine uh, my pronouns. I'm Felix. I'm the host of the podcast, and my pronouns are they, them. And then we also have our co-host, Oscar. Hi, I'm Oscar. My pronouns are he, him. So, yeah, I was thinking about this, and like we kind of run the gamut uh, of genders for this uh, trans <laughs> movie, so that's I think that's fun. Uh, but Fabi, why did you choose this movie? I although I know that you only like half chose it. <laughs> I, uh, you gave yeah, me a list. I gave you a list. I gave you a list. So peek behind the curtain. We, you and I, did an episode that's lost two time. That was three hours long. Uh, mm-hmm. That was very fun, but maybe not very entertaining. Who knows? No one will ever know. But uh, I, I didn't like that movie we watched. For the record, it was Todo Sobre Mi Madre. I have a lot of problems with that movie. Like, I, I think I genuinely dislike that movie in a lot of ways. Um, so I give you a list of movies I thought would be more interesting to talk about. You can and, if you'd like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this, the, of those movies, which maybe one day we'll, we'll revisit, but of those movies, this is probably what I think is the most inoffensive of them like the most maybe boring of them uh but i still think it's interesting to talk about yeah well i mean i think based on what i was reading that was almost like the intention of the Mm -hmm. the filmmaker was for it to be like a movie with queer characters that's not a queer film specifically Which, you know, which we'll talk about more, I'm sure. But for the listener, yeah, the reason that I chose this from the list of Fabi's movies uh, was because she had mentioned it to me before and I had watched it kind of at, I think, at your recommendation. And it was wild. I had to pause it about 50 times while watching it because (laughs) I had to comment on it so much. But it, it just, it starts off, so bad and like so the act it's like very student film very rough and then it goes all over the place and sometimes it's amazing other times it's like oh god this is rough uh it's very interesting but for the people listening so bit is a is a vampire film directed by brad michael elmore who is a white man um and it stars Nicole Maines as the, as Laurel who is a girl a, a trans girl who after is high she, school what is she question mark is uh, i mean i know the actress is but is the character a trans girl she's yes I she you, is but, 
She oh. is because they have that one little allusion to it, which I'll get to <laughs> in a second. Is, but like yeah. it's a blink, blink, and you miss it. Yeah, exactly. Which we'll talk about. So basically, it's this trans girl who, after high school, moves to California, I believe, to be to like live with her brother for a while. Her brother is a jackass. Um, but while she's there at a concert, she gets picked up by this hot chick who turns out to be a vampire. She's in a group of like kind of pseudo feminist all girl vampire brood or whatever you want to call it. It's and, a polycule, yes. Yeah, a poly, yeah, a vampire polycule feels pretty accurate. And so Laurel ends up joining up with their group. Uh, she gets turned into a vampire but is refusing to feed on anyone and up until that point i believe it's reversible uh yeah and the one rule is no boys allowed which is revealed to be because duke the leader of the vampire uh, polycule <laughs> uh had previously been taken under the control of this guy like vlad or the master who had abused his power um and kept her under his control kind of forcibly and but then of course there has to be a complication i think uh the main character gets pissed off at her brother and attacks him uh and then she tries to get help from the vampire ladies but they refuse she lets vlad out right is that what happens mm -hmm. and because yeah. he's trapped in like a the basement like for all time they have the best no. scene of all time set so, to Rasputin. Just, <laughs> oh my just god. I think it's slightly important. She yeah. lets the other vampire girl. Oh, sorry. Out, yeah. And I she forgot. She lets Vlad out. You're right. I forgot. I didn't even mention yeah. the other girl because she's gone for most of the movie. There's like another vampire girl who had been part of the polycule but got kicked out because she well, like fell in love with a man and was like gonna turn him, I think. And so the Duke killed that guy and then trapped her and so then laurel unlocks that girl at the end to try to basically turn the ties on duke that girl starts attacking them all lets out vlad vlad has uh, the most amazing scene of all time and then it basically ends with them attacking duke right well i don't remember what happens to vlad like this movie has so <laughs> much going on in it what happened to him vlad gets out did on they fire. kill him yeah, okay. he, gets, yeah. he gets Okay, they kill him and then they like trap her <laughs> in the basement, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think basically they also him. Okay, so they yeah. trap them in the basement. So previously Duke had been kind of keeping control of the the Coven polycule because she had been like taking like consuming parts of Vlad at a time. And then now they also, all now they all yeah. consume parts of him at a time, which becomes this like very like ham fisted thing about sharing mm -hmm. power, which is like really weird and like just shoehorned in at the end. And uh, in my yeah. opinion, like the one of the worst <laughs> parts of this movie. But that's it, the gist think, of it. I think it's also important to note that at least Vlad, we don't know if this is true or not, but Vlad accuses duke of doing the same thing he was doing like manipulating people using mm -hmm. like vampire magic and the movie doesn't disprove it or prove it one way or the other yeah it's kind of that was 
I mean, I think it does say that she was doing that to a certain extent. She was like glamoring them as they refer to, which mm-hmm. isn't that from like True Blood or something? I think that's just vampire stuff. Yeah. I like Googled it. Yeah, but that specific phrase I Googled. I be- mean, TBH, I think it's from Vampire the Masquerade. I'm I'm Googling it. It's from True Blood. Glamour. It's absolutely from True Blood. <laughs> or vampire. vampire. It's like an old like it's like but a the very specific old magical concept. Yeah, itself. the mind the mind compulsion is, but the specifically the term glamouring is from mm-hmm. apparently is mostly from True Blood, which is very funny. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so this movie, so the main actress like I said, her name is Laurel. She is uh an actual trans woman. Well, I don't know how old she is. Is she like an adult? I assume. Who? Now. Nicole? Yeah. Yeah. So I looked at uh, her age and like ninety seven. She's not an adult. I'm like, oh wait, no, yeah, that's an adult. (laughs) Like that's Um, a twenty three year old. uh, There's so much I want to talk about here, but the thing I want to talk about, if we're talking about Nicole Maines, we need to talk about a quote that I have here on my phone from the director from an interview. Okay. Um. Uh. And I'm very quickly going to my images to look at my save. So Nicole Maines is. The director talks about how he wanted... He didn't care who they cast. He talks about, like, he didn't care... Well, he cared in the fact that he he said it... Like, they had to be a trans actress. Mm -hmm. But didn't care in regards of, like, where they were at in their transition. Like, it didn't matter to him if they were... If it was someone who was passing or not. Yeah. But the thing is... Nicole Means is maybe not to everyone, but to she's famous in a lot of ways even before this movie. Her parents wrote a book about her transition. She transitioned at a very early age. And she um, has like she, a famous court case, right? Yes. Hmm. And like she she has kind of been in the public eye for a long time. And also she is she's very beautiful and she's also very like cis normative i'm sorry she 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 named herself after a zoe 101 character yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to trans culture that's amazing uh, but no she's extremely passing like if yeah. you didn't know she was trans mm-hmm. you wouldn't know this movie the Okay, let me there put it this way. Like, there's lines. one tiny allusion to, like, her mm-hmm. being trans, basically. Like, at there's one point... Two. There's two lines. Okay, so what's the first one? The first one is when she she's wondering if she's allowed in the coven because of the no boys allowed rule. And Duke is like, of what course are you, you are. Like, Duke's like, what, are you talking what the about? fuck are you talking about? It's chill. Yeah. Didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Um, and- what's the other one? The other one is when Vlad wakes up, he looks at her and like I if I remember correctly, he like even looks down like he reads it's her creepy. mind and like even looks down at her crotch and goes like uh something like, Well, I guess it is the twenty first century. Or oh yeah, some shit I forgot like that. about that. You're right, you're right. Yeah. And both of them And those... other than that, it's just referred to like troubles she had growing up. Which you know, doesn't my even troubles seem to of be... being trans. Which seems to partially be about that, but also be about, like, mental health issues, because they, like, reference, mm-hmm. like, her. Oh, can we talk about the fact that there's, like, this 
just really briefly because I don't think we need to touch on him at all because he's completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. But they have this character at the beginning, like who's her best the friend, best friend? Oh and they God. set it up like the whole time, like it's gonna be like this big thing where he's gonna matter, and like you keep thinking there's gonna be, you keep thinking I like she's was... going to attack, like that he's gonna yeah. get turned, and yeah, he's gonna I be, that the was gonna one. be the one. But then that doesn't fucking happen. He just like and that what? To the brother. Literally, he, like, his only role was to be like try to kill himself in the most codependent way possible. Which like <laughs> didn't wasn't necessary. That role could have like you literally like literally that function like that plot function could have just been like dad's in the hospital and we couldn't catch you. Like you know like right. he's the most irrelevant character of all time. It's so distracting. Like just from like a writing standpoint, what the fuck is the point of that man? From a writing um, standpoint, there there was a lot that could have been done with this movie from an editing point. I oh and, god, but <laughs> I have like my cross to bear this movie. I have like my axe to grind, which is this is this is a movie that the director seems to have the best intentions in making a movie that's trans inclusive and trans positive. But I don't think a movie can be trans inclu- inclusive or trans positive with one trans character. I think that's legitimately impossible. You cannot make an actually trans-inclusive and trans-affirming like movie with one character because we're not one person. You're totally right, um, yeah. So, like, we have this useless character and you could have just made that another trans character, a trans character that stayed home. And mm-hmm. one was able to transition and move on and the other one was stuck at home. That actually would have been a lot, yeah. Yeah, and it would make that relationship more interesting. It would have made a lot richer. Yeah, and, like, I sometimes try to avoid too much, like, focusing on, like, well, here's what I would have done differently, but absolutely I agree with the concept that, like, one trans character is going to be inherently, like, I don't want to say inherently flawed, but it's it's inherently not going to... It's going to be tokenistic. Yeah. Like, even with yeah. the best intentions, if you have one person of one minority, of one mi- marginalized group in your story, even if they are the main character, it will still be tokenistic because you can't show the breadth of experience with one. That's where th- that's where this, mo- this movie has two flaws with me. I actually think most of the plot stuff is whatever. It's supposed to be a cheesy B movie. I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. My two big problems are it has one trans character and this movie is afraid of its own transness. Uh, it's afraid to say the word trans. It does not appear here. Yeah, it's like... A pr- yeah. I remember... So when I was reading the article that I shared with the two of you with the interview with the director where he was mm-hmm. kind of talking about that. He's like, yeah, I had a couple moments where it was like, you know, I knew the audience would be like, oh, is he going to do it? Is he going to fuck up? And it's like, no, I didn't fuck up. You, like, I caught you. And it's like, yeah, that's very, like, dumb and narcissistic of you to be like, oh, <laughs> I'm going to show how woke I am by not by not pointing it out. And it's like, but that mm-hmm. actually draws more attention to the fact yeah. that you aren't. Like, it would have been so much better if she had just said, it's not a problem that I'm trans. And then the other person had said, mm-hmm. like, no, why would that be a problem? Like, yeah, 
instead yeah, of like yeah. being afraid to say be like it's but what about me like and like acting like it's shameful to say what she was thinking instead of just being yeah. straightforward because that to but, me makes it like more it makes it seem like it is shameful or like it is something that should be unspoken and like instead of just acknowledging it outright like why are you going so far out of your way to not acknowledge it mm-hmm. like why are you talking it about it feels, only codedly it feels out of time because like if you had if you had said this movie in the past, you could probably get away with that a little bit better. Um, there's a really 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 good trans video game called If Found, set in the early '90s in Ireland. Uh, and like that that game talks more about its characters' transness and it's like important, but also at, at a lot of points it doesn't get brought up just because. That wasn't the culture of of transness and transitioning, and the trans culture itself wasn't what it is now. This movie acts like it. It just feels fake. It's supposed to be in like the modern times. It just feels fake that she. I listen. Transitioning in a vacuum is real. Transitioning in a vacuum can happen, but it just doesn't ring true because she doesn't seem to have ever wanted to reach out and find other people and especially in our times it has become so easy to find a community or to at least try to find a community of queer people of trans people and i know it's a movie and whatever but like that's why that those were my problems with this movie i was like oh this feels fake the this is too too uh aesthetic too too like perfect in a way yeah. it's a fantasy of I, what transness is and yeah, i don't and think I got, it oh go ahead oscar oh sorry no yeah that's what i got too because like it's a nice like this is like the cis ideal for what transgender people mm-hmm. should be like it should be like oh this is like no big deal this is really quiet you're cur- perfectly assimilated into cis society but yeah. if i know anything about trans people is that there's always mm-hmm. more than one of us even in like friend groups in high school <laughs> like i like i'm just remembering high school and it's like oh yeah a bunch of us transitioned and we still know each other and we still have contact with each other so just having her like trying to integrate into society it gives her kind of a very like lonely narrative and like that never comes up and i don't think it helps that she has very little character in my opinion like (laughs) honestly her whole opinion her whole character is just like being bad at flirting with women like which Mm -hmm. granted relatable but extremely relatable i too am terrible yeah that's that's i change i I changed my mind. This it's movie captures a trans experience perfectly. <laughs> but like, she's nothing. Like, mm-hmm. and everything about her life is spoken of in like hushed tones. So we don't know anything about her really. Like, I don't feel like I have any sense of who she is. And like, part of that, a lot of that's the writing. Because sometimes the writing is just like horrific. Like, the writing is very it, bad. So, like sometimes it's like there are t- there are scenes there are times where I forget about it and it's fine but like so much of the writing is so bad and so much of the acting is all over the place like James is it James Paxson Bill Paxson's son dude you I don't care if you're the son of a famous person get the fuck <laughs> off my screen you are terrible in this movie Wait, I'm not trying brother? to yes her brother oh. <laughs> he was oh miserable 
he's the yeah. son of a famous person and he did not deserve this role <laughs> like he oh my god and like I i'm not trying to get a role i'm not yeah. trying to get a role in the entertainment industry so i can just say that people fucking suck at acting and that dude fucking <laughs> sucks in this movie and then there's uh, people who are all over the place like diana hopper and her who plays duke and her first scene is it's terrible but the writing is the worst in the movie the first scene has the worst writing in the entire movie in my opinion i thought i was watching supernatural it's insufferable. That's the vibe, right? I had to it's check what so when the movie bad. was made. I had to check. Wait, was this made in 2013? No. Like when was it made? It's so no, bad. It like when the, when Duke oh is yeah. when Duke is confronting the girl and it's just like saying just like this cringy, cringy shit. I mean, it reads like fanfic written by a 13 year old. It's yeah. really bad. But then she gets so much better in the movie and ends up being like by mm-hmm. far i think probably the best actress overall yeah uh, no i really liked i yeah. thought she was she was honestly the strongest character even if it wasn't a like a very well developed character i think she came up came on the strongest and like i kind of she wish, popped the most yeah i kind certain. of wish definitely and like if the writing had just committed to that level of camp and that level of corniness i think the whole movie could have come up come across a lot better but i think the real the energy was really lost in the interpersonal scenes it really me. was like i found okay so like for an example there is this one scene which is like an intimate scene between um laurel and then the girl who originally like Issy. hit on her izzy so izzy originally yeah. was going she was going to kill her that was original intention but they ended up mm-hmm. you know turning her and Laurel forgives this very quickly. She's like, she's like Bella Swan levels about this. <laughs> she is. She's basically Bella. She's just trans Bella. Like, oh, I mean, not that God. Bella's not already trans, but no, I'm just kidding. Well, um, oh. thanks to we, somebody. We won't talk about fanfic. Those fanfics uh, right now. Thanks. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Fabi. Uh-huh. Fabi once wrote me. Um, Fabi and I like basically became <laughs> friends Wait, because. Kidding. No. no, no, this is not a joke. Oh my okay. god, the real Isn't thing that, I like, did. Basically, for, for how we became friends was because you wrote mm-hmm. that. Yeah, trans okay. yeah. Twilight fic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh so Fabi, Fabi, like me. listened. <laughs> Fabi listened to my podcast. <laughs> lost my the mic old... Twitter. I have no idea where it is. <laughs> yeah, Fabi listened to my old podcast of Summer Twilight Book Club and wrote, and I said on there like asking people mm-hmm. to write fanfic or whatever for me and Fabi followed through and it ruled it was like one of the best moments <laughs> of my life um <laughs> truly and so that's how Fabi oh. and I are friends I it oh really was it was the most exciting oh. thing that happened so oh. anyway I'm but like anyways blushing. though there's this scene with the two of them where they're like being intimate mm-hmm. and I was reading a bit about it and he was about the director being like, yeah, I really let this all to my, like, my director of photography. Like, I, you know, who is a woman, like, I left that, you know, to her to decide because, you know, I know that I'm inherently going to have the male gaze and, like, I'm going to just let her do it. But I thought the filming in that scene, like, the camera angles and, like, all of that was very uncomfortable. Like, I found it <laughs> very disorienting. Like, it... It didn't feel intimate. Mm-hmm. It felt awkward. It it was distracting. I yeah. It was it, kind of cold. It was. Yeah. It was distinctly cold, and it was not I think it meant was, to be. I think it suffered from the same thing the whole movie suffers. It it's afraid 
of committing to the bit. Yes. It's it's afraid oh. of committing to we're making a to the bit. And we're making a uh, trans queer oh. love story. I didn't do it on purpose. <laughs> Uh, I'm not that that smart. Well, that's real um, though. It felt yeah, yeah. It yeah. It has a distance to it. Yes. Like it makes itself be distant in a way where it doesn't let you really be in the moment, in the scene. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This movie. I think this movie. I want to make something clear. Yes. I think this movie one is important. Two, I'm glad it exists. Yes. Like I and legitimately am glad it is like overall pretty fun. Like, yeah. I wouldn't and watch like, it by yourself general, as much as I would recommend yeah. watching with a friend, preferably while, like, yeah. you know, if you're you, all having, like, yeah. a drink or something. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, I, mm-hmm. But my point is, I think more more queer art, even art like this that's a little bit afraid of its own queerness, the more of it there is, the better there is. Yes. Like, I gave you a list of five queer movies. Like, imagine in me being able to do that 10 years ago. All those movies came out in the last five, six years, with one exception. Uh, but, like, imagine me able to do that 10 years ago and tell you, here are five movies with a trans lead played by a trans woman. Which one do you want to watch? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, yes, we're done, mission accomplished, put the banner up. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying that. Well, there's still a long way to go. And, like, uh, there's a lot of discussions to have about trans art and whether we want to assimilate or not. And this movie does make the argument for assimilation. But I think that I'm glad this movie exists. I, I rather the world where this movie exists than the world where this movie never gets made. Yes, yeah, I definitely sure. agree I with you agree. there. Yeah, and I think for me, I think because um, I'm so used, it was it was honestly really nice watching this movie because I could see myself mm-hmm. watching this as a younger person and thinking mm-hmm. like oh, this is what the trans experience can be like. Because mm-hmm. it's nice seeing yeah. this movie in contrast to other queer movies I watched growing up, which were mostly focused mm-hmm. on queer trauma. So I'm thinking mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like boys don't cry and things like that, <laughs> mm-hmm. where I watched as a young person and it really messed me up for a really long time. Because uh-huh. I'm like, oh, this is the experience that a transgender man can have. And not having movies like Bit, where you can see it, transgender people mm-hmm. where being trans and having like this transcentric trauma isn't like the focus of their character. That's true, but at the same time, this movie's so wishy-washy because it's like yes. it's not I wouldn't say this movie is about her trans trauma, but then at the same no. time, there are times This movie's not about her transness either. But there are also times I would argue where it acts like it is. Like yes. because like whenever it remembers it has a plot that it needs to push <laughs> forward, it is like, oh yeah, by the way, like she was really troubled growing up, and you know, she we don't talk about it in any sort of specificity, but she appeared to maybe like her being trans was a problem in the community or something that caused stress in the family. It's we very think, vague. and also like maybe she had mental health problems, or maybe she had been like, I think. I think there's a problem when you're not, when you're I think there's a problem when you're afraid to name names to like say this is what happened and this is what occurred to her and these yeah. this is the path she went with if you're just say stuff happens you just leave it so open that it actually becomes vague and uncomprehensible right yeah. and I think in this movie it came across like oh instead of focusing on maybe her transition or like what that the positives and negatives of that 
Instead, the movie focused on her mental health issues, and it kind of mm-hmm. spun it as though, like, this whole period of her life was just her being a narcissist. And instead of, like, yeah, instead of focusing on a, like, journey that she had, it's like, you're just a big narcissist, and that sucks for everyone around you, and you need to Can stop. Can I talk real quickly about another piece of fiction yes. written and, and, not directed, but written by a cishead uh, straight man? Um, Dispatches from Elsewhere is uh, a miniseries, or at least a TV show, I don't know if season two will ever come out, with uh, the romantic lead, the, the, the second lead, because the main character is, uh, is, the, is the writer, um, whose name I have forgotten, oh my god, <laughs> the guy from uh, the Muppet movie, uh, <laughs> Jason... Jason Siegel? Uh, Jason Siegel. <laughs> Yes, the guy from the Muppet movie. movie. <laughs> yeah, it's gets it gets referenced. Anyway, this is a good series. I would recommend, but it deals. It has the romantic lead as a trans woman. Uh, her transness doesn't get hidden away, uh, but it's also it doesn't revel in trans trauma. She's trans and she's dealing with the implications of being trans. Um, but also, it talks about her. What what her transness means in regards to other people and like her and she has like boundary issues and she has problems. She has what this movie wants Laurel to have, like problems relating from pe- to people that may have stemmed from her transness and a combination of like mental health, and which is like a normal being thing. Eighteen, that, that, like like yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, but it like manages. It manages to separate those things and be like, she's trans and also she has some mental health problems and there might be some overlap there, but she doesn't, it's not, it's clear where those two things are. Um, anyways, people should go I feel watch like, the sketches from elsewhere. It's good. I yeah. feel like this movie was afraid of any sort of specificity for Laurel, which really damaged mm-hmm. her character because it left me really uncertain about what the movie was saying about her. What the not that I mean this movie wasn't trying to be a big thing. I don't think. I mean, it was really more just like I'm gonna make a campy fucking vampire movie. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm not looking for it to make any huge messages, but I just felt mm-hmm. like she was so like what is she like you know like who yeah. by which i mean like when i say what is she i mean like what what kind of person is she like mm-hmm. what kind of like they focus on her morals sort of but they don't seem very clear at all and then at the end her being like we this is a concern about power struggles which is not the which is which was part of the movie but it was mostly from duke's perspective and not hers so it feels like Mm -hmm. she's finishing a journey that wasn't her own and i also feel like the lack of like empathy or forgiveness for duke is very strange to me like like so we'll go into talking about my favorite scene then because it fucking rules so there's a Mm -hmm. scene when vlad is i think it's after vlad is released where it shows you know, basically Duke's backstory and it like no, tells us before. Okay. It was that before was, that was Duke explaining it. Okay. So it was before. <laughs> so it, Oh God, it's so good. So Duke is yes. explaining her whole backstory to Laurel, right. About Vlad. Mm-hmm. And like, so it's set to Rasputin by Boney M. <laughs> Tone it poem. is, it is the best scene of all time. If you don't watch <laughs> anything else, from this movie, watch that scene because it was truly one of the most thrilling 
however many minutes of my life it rules so it's so well done it's like <laughs> the movie was like we put all our effort into this scene and then we fucking forgot about the rest of the movie but... honestly if they had just kept that same tone and that same energy for the whole <laughs> movie just cranked the camp up to 11 like that would have been wonderful yeah so it's like back in like you know it shows her you know back in when is it when is when does it start? When was she like born? It's like the sixties or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. So she's like growing up in the sixties. She like goes to New York, I think, to like make it big or California, wherever the fuck she goes. And uh she gets ensnared in like a disco, you know, by <laughs> this guy who is just some fucking guy. Like he just the casting is so fucking funny because she's like, oh, he was so enigmatic. Like, I couldn't resist him. And it, it cuts, cuts to this to dude. Face. And this just dude like is just, this dude is just like a whatever looking dude with like awkwardly length hair. And like, he's like the least, like, he's not like offensively like unattractive, but he's not attractive. He's just like this fucking awkward looking dude. And, but they play it so well. Like, he plays it so well of like, yes, I am the ultimate being. And she That's plays it so And she plays it so well of acting like he's the most enthralling like person who's ever <laughs> existed. <laughs> and it shows that she's basically under his spell as like a kind of like pseudo sex slave type of type of thing. Uh, yeah. And she I can't. Mean, this is a this is a very like very. Uh, obvious or at least like it feels very heavy-handed reference to like dracula and his wives yes yeah which is what they're kind of going for of like oh they're being enthralled and you're my wives and i love you but then the moment they're like no fuck this shit this guy's controlling us yeah and i believe if i'm correct the one girl from the beginning of the movie who fell in love with a guy mm -hmm. like she's one of the original people as well right yeah. so she went through yeah. the same thing with her and they like finally like break out of the spell and like capture him and like and you know she kind of takes over as like the ruler like de facto ruler so she's been through like all of this like trauma like she was basically like went off on her own like got captured by some man so she becomes very like anti-man like no matter what they if they get power they're going to abuse it and then at the end of the movie the kind of idea is almost like it doesn't it's not gender that causes power problems it's whatever power. it's just power which like okay yeah that's true but also like i feel like we're given all this sympathy for these other characters you know or supposedly who like have done i, I don't know it feels odd that it gives so little forgiveness to duke and like her story like not that i'm saying she's good or perfect or what she was doing was like right but it seems i don't know i find her art all killing very people. strange mm -hmm. yeah yeah they're all murderers like at least like understand that the way that she acted was like yeah it was bad using magic to manipulate them but like maybe just give her a time out and be like yeah we know yeah. you're acting from a place of trauma and like mm -hmm. maybe work on that or like, yeah, like maybe I, break the cycle instead of it being <laughs> like, 
instead of being like, no, forever. we just prison forever <laughs> people. Yeah, like what the fuck is that? And the whole That's concept the of like, no, the best thing is to share power by all eating this person, like yeah. together. We, we like all, what? We can all oh. consume masculinity and use masculine powers. <laughs> yeah, it was baffling. Uh, uh, like <laughs> it should have been like her having to have. Like I wanted her to have an arc. Like that was one of the most disappointing mm-hmm. things about this movie was I felt like it didn't commit to any of the characters arcs like it didn't know what they were doing with them and so that was like those moments where it it fell so flat for me yeah i think oscar nailed it on the head when you said it felt like an episode of supernatural (laughs) and yeah and like i'm not saying that to this supernatural to this this movie it's like yeah no it's like mindless it has some obvious plot holes it has like some like oh you could have probably gone deeper in here but you didn't but it's like fine and there's a couple good scenes and you can like have a fun quick time with it but there isn't really meat on the bones yes uh that's what this is yes and i'm glad it exists but it's definitely this yeah. um it's a it's it's queer supernatural. Yes. Can I ask? And like very <laughs> yeah. basic queer. Can I ask you your honest opinions about Nicole Maines as an actress in this movie? Fabby, go first. <laughs> putting you on the spot. Yeah, it's hard for me to divorce this because I've seen her in Supergirl. Um, this is the only thing I've ever seen her in. Yeah, she plays a trans superheroine in Supergirl and I watched it because... I'm I'm that trans girl who watches every piece of fiction with a trans girl play, played by a trans girl. Yeah, so I wanted that. to see how how that worked out. But like, I think she's fine, and if she gets good material, she can be good. I think I she's believe very. That. She I don't think she can elevate bad material. I think she's as good as the material she's given. And there's some there's some episodes of Supergirl that. You know, they change writers all the time. There's some episodes of Supergirl and some scenes where she's really good. And there's other stuff that she's like nothing. She's like water. Yeah. Uh, she just like passes through. She's She fine, reminds me. All, she reminds yeah. me of, did you ever, either of you ever watch uh, Secret Life of the American Teenager? No. Yeah. You know, like the sister who's like the worst act like the most boring like flat <laughs> character yeah that's who she reminded me of in this movie like she's I, just I, like hi yeah. i'm laurel um is it she, okay I if think i'm she's better a vampire in... <laughs> um, i think she's thanks. better in supergirl but i also think this is a better piece of media than supergirl Super Supergirl deals with the transness in a bad way of like, no, wait, don't hurt the people doing hate crimes on trans people. You'll be just as bad as them. I hate that. I hate, uh, I hate so, the you'll be oh just boy. as bad as them argument in anything. Yeah. It's always so exhausting. It's, it's bad. That's so a show. That's a superhero cop show. Like l- deeply, I had to stop watching it because it was way too much. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I think she's better in that because her character is supposed to be like bright eyed and full of hope and yeah. like bouncy and happy. So she does that way better than this. Yeah, uh, the director and, the director yeah. talking about how like any screen is too small for Nicole Maines, I was like, I think she was absolutely the wrong person for this role. Like I don't yeah. I when I finished watching it, I said to my partner, I was like 
you know, I'm sure she will get better in her career and I hope she does. And I don't think she's like, you know, and I hope that, you know, she continues to develop and has lots of good roles. Cause of course I want trans actresses to have mm -hmm. roles, but I feel like she fell so flat in this movie and it is a huge part of why this movie in a lot of ways doesn't work. Yeah. I, I, I think this movie needed a thing that I don't think we're going to see very much of in movies, especially like anything other than the most indies of indie stuff. This movie needed a trans actress maybe at the beginning of her transition or at the early stages for a transition because that would have revealed more of like this like baggage that you're carrying when you're starting your transition and you don't really want to talk to people and you don't really want to put yourself out there and that insecurity that she keeps with her I think would have worked better with an actress who had been who for a lack of a better word appeared more trans I can say this as a trans woman who definitely <laughs> appears trans. more trans than 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 Nicole. We're all trans here. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just saying if I compare myself to Nicole, you point you put two of us and like one of these things is not like the other. One of these things doesn't belong. No, but I'm with um, you. I really felt that yeah. too. I wish this movie had someone who was less passing. Like, I mean, I know passing is like a bullshit in some ways. Yeah, passing like, is fake, but this movie you, like is catering to that yeah passing is a c it's a cis construct and this movie is working for that yeah. exactly and i just feel like again the writing was not great so in order to compensate for that you need people who can bring a lot of like a lot to the role like like diana hoop or hopper does at some points like sometimes she fails sometimes she is not good but like the first the, when i first became sold on her was the scene where she's like attacking those two guys where it looks like mm -hmm. she's gonna like have a threesome with them and then she just fucking murders mm -hmm. the shit out of them and it's like super brutal and it's just mm -hmm. like i was like okay okay and i'm in it i'm in it so funny oh god their it's so funny like, hey are you i okay? loved that though that i thought so that was hilarious i thought that worked yeah. Sometimes the bad acting helps it when it helps the scene, you know, like, but that's, the yeah, bad acting the scenes that are emotional yeah. are rough, you know, so yes. I just felt like she needed more. She was just missing something that made this role fall very flat, like. For me, and and part of that is from the writing, you know, you can only yeah. elevate so much, mm -hmm. but. um, Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah like. Yeah, I think not having not having seen her in any anything else, I was like, yeah, her acting is not amazing. But I think it's also it's just that, like Fabi said, like the director is handling this whole thing with oven mitts on and cutting mm -hmm. out a large part of an interesting maybe like an interesting trans narrative, which I think wouldn't have happened if maybe the director were trans or writing was trans. Mm -hmm. It's like it's that kind of thing where it's like, yeah, that's probably what you're going to get if you have a cisgender writer director. But yeah. on the other hand, yeah. On the other hand, I think, yeah, she could have been great. And I really like the concept of maybe like, I don't know, maybe having somebody who didn't like quote unquote pass quite as well, like mm -hmm. in a trans role and just kind of like, cause you'd have to play off a little bit of conflict there. Yeah. And like, you have to have, I, I almost feel like you have to have one or the other. Like if you're not going to name, the transness then you can't have a character who passes this mm -hmm. then you can't have an actress who passes as well like if you want to be all fucking hush hush about it then you need to like yeah. you know then it needs to be 
because we are all trans, right? So like we yes. watch this movie, mm-hmm. we can pick it out, we can have those moments. Mm-hmm. I think if as I recall, my partner who is not well, you know, I'm not going to go into the specifics of <laughs> his entire gender, but you know, is you know, like I think would refer to himself as cis um or uh, whatever. Anyways, um you know, he I think when we finished watching was like, "Oh, I didn't even realize." that she was trans mm-hmm. and i'm like honestly i didn't either yeah exactly <laughs> like, <laughs> that's why i didn't want to when you were mentioning and like not just i, didn't I don't mean the actress i mean like the that? character like he didn't realize yeah, the yeah, character yeah. was trans you know which i mean mm-hmm. happens like there's times i mean which is fine like that happens in our lives mm-hmm. of course but like but that's real that's real life not a movie that you're like creating a narrative yeah. for you know so yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think this movie, mo- I think this movie has good intentions, and the execution fails at it. Yeah. But I think it's like still. I do totally think fine. we should talk about those intentions a bit, though. So yeah. as we said, this this movie was written and directed by Brad Michael Elmore, who is a cis uh, het, white man, right? Um, mm-hmm. And he. We read, all three of us, I believe, read an interview with him where he was kind of talking about the creation of this film and how he was, like, really sick of just seeing the same narratives. And so he became very determined to specifically write a movie with a trans, at, like, lead, but was very clear on saying that it wasn't going to be a trans story, though, because he was like, I'm not the person to tell that. Like, I can't tell that story. It's inherently going to be flawed. So I want to have a trans actress and it needs to be played. Like, the character needs to be played by a trans, you know, by like an actually trans person. But I'm not going to make it about their transness, which like, cool, good. But yeah. then kind of goes on to be like, yeah, and so, like, I tried to involve trans people at every road. Like, you know, I wouldn't send anything off without sending it by, like, my trans friends or, tra- like, other... Tra- but then also it's kind of like, but not to toot my own horn, but everyone said it was fucking great and there were zero problems ever. <laughs> and, like, I'm like, okay, maybe you should have yeah. gone a little broader then because other than your <laughs> own time, like, your own circle of trans friends, maybe you should have yeah. gone a little extended past then because your friends being like, no, it's great. And so you being like... I did such a good job is a little you know I appreciated the like so much of reading that article was like look I appreciate your intentions but you're patting yourself on the back a bit too much buddy like um yeah but that being said I think that needs to be kind of a standard is like yeah maybe he should be saying like advertising the fact that yeah he did this and I think this should be the norm and like mm-hmm. yeah if you're making yeah. a trans story with trans characters you need to like consult all your trans friends and i think it also speaks to the um i think maybe lack of like i don't know i don't know how many trans people are in hollywood you know like not very many so i think if you had more trans talent in hollywood mm-hmm. like this wouldn't have to happen but also like he was like i know at one point he it was like he wasn't originally intending to direct it but then decided to do it and then i'm like but maybe you shouldn't have. <laughs> maybe you should have had not you do that. Like, if you could recognize it at all these other points, why didn't you recognize it at that point? Or, like, maybe you should have co-written it with someone else who, yeah, like... Yeah, that's, that's the thing in my head. Of like, okay, you you say you don't want to, to like, take over the story. You can't tell me you couldn't find a, a, trans, a trans woman writer or even a trans writer at any point, like to like 
all go over this and like make changes and write it with you and create the story or you can find a trans director yeah. like and then also feel... the way that he phrased it was like i sent it to people's like i don't want plot critiques i just want you to tell me if anything here pisses you off and it's like you probably should have gotten plot critiques right <laughs> yeah. it's like but the plot critiques like go in with that like you know yeah. you can't separate those things so like you're kind of controlling the feedback you're getting and then being like so mm-hmm. i did such a good job was a little questionable and but i do want to give credit yeah. where credit is due you know like i do think that like the intention was good and i also do appreciate mm. that he was very clear about being like, you know, uh, with Nicole, for instance, being like Nicole had free reign to change anything that she felt like needed to be changed and like a very open like discussion and like trying to give people the autonomy to like make uh, adjustments where they're needed. But then there is always like kind of the inherent flaw of like, OK, but you're still the one ultimately controlling the narrative and uh, the way that you mm-hmm. are. You know, I mean, he recognizes to some extent that it's always going to be naturally flawed, but then it is a little, you know, like, okay, well, you know. (laughs) Yeah. We need more trans talent. We need more trans directors. And, like, I feel like holding the door open for that is is more important than making, like, palatable trans stories if you're Mm -hmm. a cis person. Part of me wishes I would have pushed harder for us to watch Lingua Franca, which is written, directing, and starring a trans woman, a trans woman of color. Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe next time, but like there are those stories exist. We're yeah. at a point where, like, if you want to, dear listener, if you're listening to me, if you want to go out of your way and find trans art of any type made by trans people about trans experiences of all types, that exists. That's out there. Uh, I think this is perfectly fine movie to put on the TV and hang out with some friends and like, yeah, let's watch that vampire movie, the one with the trans actress. Yeah. Totally okay. Um, but it's not like... He didn't fix transphobia with this movie, <laughs> right? He did It's over, everybody. Trans- we did it. Yeah. We did it. We, we made trans Bella Swan. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> She literally is Bella Swan, though. Like, her character, like, if you're wondering what her vibe is, it's Bella Swan. Like, one hondo. uh, Except that Duke is way sexier than Edward Cullen, so. Oh, yeah. She has some fun Uh, eyeshadow, like, glitter all over her face. We didn't didn't really talk about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, the cast also includes uh, two women of color whose roles are super small and barely in it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of weird when you're talking about a movie about power and power structures that your two characters of color are like almost non-existent, even if one I... of them is the romantic lead. Yeah. Don't think yeah. I even remember the second one. Uh, the second one is Frog, the Latinx girl. Oh, I forgot about her. Yeah, I completely forgot about her because she's completely like not she, like, used <laughs> in the plot. <laughs> She gets immolated at one point, and I think that's the most interesting yeah. and thing she, that she does. And she has, like, she her, back. like, style feels very, um, <laughs> so good. Okay, so, like, she looks like a care. She she's, like, a, two okay, steps above a to, caricature. To, tra- so, to jump in here and take this bullet for you, uh, as a Latinx trans woman, that's, like, a legit style that okay. a lot of queer, queer Latinx women, uh, go for that it has a long history and it has like it's a tradition kind of it's like its own unique style 
So like it's you don't see it often. I mean, in, I believe uh, that in movies and art. I think it was just but the fact that she's a not a character thing. that made it stand yes. out oddly. So, like if she if back, she had a character yeah. beyond just like I'm the hot like yes. Latina, yeah. like then that it, might have it done goes more. back to the same problems we it has with the transness. She's the only Latinx character. Right, uh, and she doesn't if you want do to go see, Yeah, if if you want to go see more different experiences of like lesbian Latinx women, uh, there's two shows I recommend for you: Vida uh, and uh, and uh, gent, uh, Gentified, Hentified. It's gentrified, but with hente, which means people at the beginning. Hentified oh, on Netflix. Vida I... on. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh. I, my brain is destroyed when you said <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> you okay? <laughs> it's, a, it's the name of the show. I know, it's good. But I just, I'm sorry. I watched too much anime recently. You said hentified. Oh, great. Hentified. was just like, I'm sorry. What? You got that brain it's right. hentified. Um, it's a good show about three cousins. One of them is uh, a lesbian uh, Latinx uh, woman who like run a taco shop in LA oh and deal with like uh, gentrification. It's really good. Can you There's... message me mm-hmm. the titles of yes. these shows so I can watch them? Yes, I will. Yes, I, I will, I'm putting them in the chat now. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, yeah, and I think yeah, I like what you're saying about like because like having like a diversity of like characters in here rather than like individual tokens you get a lot more out of it like instead of having mm-hmm. like you know one latina girl and like this is how she dresses because she's the latina girl and it's like um maybe that's a little bit tokenistic but having like more characters would mm-hmm. be so much better because then you're just like oh this is actually diverse and like mm-hmm. i don't know just seeing that would be oh, nice yeah. and because the movie's not i mean the movie's let's be real it's not that diverse it's the problem i mean like it is in the way that like posters you have in your school are diverse it, like where it's like we put a kid with a pop- we put a like a, a black kid and a kid in a wheelchair yeah. so we covered it uh, like instead of <laughs> this movie actually having any authenticity like we're in la yeah uh, uh, yeah in LA. um this movie's power and just diverse uh, this yeah. movie's as diverse as, uh, as any one season of the power rangers yes. there is you have a couple people of color and, and they're uh, that's all it. able-bodied and skinny and hot mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah which you yeah. know i mean like I'm, again i'm not expecting this movie to like, fix all flaws yeah. of the film industry but it, it right you know it's and it it is fun you know it is a fun movie i guess my overarching just to like cap it off this movie is it would I recommend it? No. Would I say it's worth watching if you feel like putting it on? Yes. Um, like I, it's below recommending it because I don't think it's good enough to recommend. But I definitely wouldn't discourage someone from watching it. I guess is what I would say. Like, yeah. like if you are having a like, well, don't have a party. But if you were having <laughs> a virtual movie night watch with your Honestly, friends, yeah. this would be great for that. Uh. You know, uh, it's on Tubi. You can get it for free. Yeah, you can watch it, it for free. Ads on Tubi. But the ads are uh, actually really welcome yeah. because you need a break. Um, <laughs> I had to pause it very frequently. Uh, I I think honestly, I might even despite my criticisms, I might be a little bit higher on this movie than you, Felix. 
I do recommend it. I think it's worth. I think everyone should watch it at least once. Go out of your way and watch it and see if you enjoy it or not. I think it's. I would it, recommend ex- it to certain people. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't broadly recommend it. I would recommend it to people I, I, who I know yeah. like campy dumb yeah. movies. I would recommend it if you want to watch a campy vampire. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you want to watch like a campy vampire movie? Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is, this is a good one of those. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is exactly a good one of yeah, those. Yeah, you're a Twilight fan out there, watch Bit. Yeah. It's yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Or even like, hey, are you going to watch Blade 2 or Bit? <laughs> like those are around the same area. Yeah. yeah. I think Blade, Blade 2 is a better movie. Guillermo del Toro made a good movie there. But still, Blade Two and Bit are around that same area. Yeah. I, would say. I yeah, I would I would honestly recommend this movie for maybe I would say maybe assist people to watch. It's like oh you can see like trans yeah. narratives. It's like kind of like I don't know. I wouldn't want to say like an easier pill to swallow than some trans movies that maybe cis mm-hmm. people are like afraid to touch. But I think that's the part mm-hmm. like that's kind of the power of genre films like this. It's like with a B movie you could introduce people to concepts and then. Mm-hmm. maybe hopefully it'll inspire things that kind of trickle into the mainstream or at least yeah. make more corny uh, genre movies with same like some characters that are trans yeah uh i'm I'm in my brain i'm thinking of other movies that i would recommend over this mm-hmm. and like the only one that i can think of but she's not a main character would be assassination nation it's a corny like gory movie with a trans character uh and i think I think her transness is handled better. Okay. But I she's not the main character. But like if I had to recommend if you were like, hey, I want a schlocky horror like gore movie, I would recommend I would say, have you seen Assassination Nation? Yes, okay, then watch Bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any final thoughts, Fabi, about the film? Um, it's alright. <laughs> 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 anything we missed? Anything we missed that you particularly wanted to talk about? Um, I think we hid everything that I wanted to talk about this movie. Uh, yeah, the listen, hit me up if you want recommendations of better and also worse movies. <laughs> That's real. Uh, yeah. I th- there was one of those movies in that list that I think might be worse than this. I'd be interested in talking to you all about those uh in another time but yeah yeah the, there's a lot of queer art go go if you legitimately if you want recommendations hit me up uh, there's a lot of queer art i specialize quote unquote in art uh made by and about trans women but there's a lot of queer art outside of that perspective as well yeah um where can people find you on the internet uh, hopefully I won't be locked anymore. I'm locked for like job reasons, but you can go ahead and request. Uh, that would be Fabi Garza. Uh, oh, Fabi underscore Garza on Twitter. Um, are you then? Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, sure. We just finished season one of Idol and Playtos. That's a very queer actual play podcast that's doing stories in the genre of a Persona game. Or JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but with like a very queer cast and uh, playing a game that two of the people in the show made called Eidolon Become Your Best Self. We just finished season one. We're starting recording season two next week. You have like 43 episodes for you to like deep dive and catch on. I, I legitimately believe it's the best thing that I've been part of. It's the best produced thing that I've been part of. 
uh, I has had some of my favorite moments of me doing stuff and like just moments of me listening to my friends be super funny and good. Uh, I would really, really recommend it. That is awesome. Oscar, do you want to plug any of your internet presence or anything that you do or no? That's okay. I'll, I'll remain the mysterious. Okay, yeah. Oscar is <laughs> just a person I found on the street who I invited to podcast. Um, <laughs> and then you can find me, Felix Kingsley, on Twitter at E-P-S-I-L-I-N-A. That's Epsilina. And then you can find this podcast on Twitter, uh, if you would like to, at Queers on Film. If you want to be on the podcast, you can email us at queersonfilmpod at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on Twitter. We will have a, a form on there as well that you can fill out. We are on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash queersonfilm. Uh, we'll be having some cool stuff up there. Like we're going to be doing a Yuri on Ice uh, watch podcast between Aaron Oscar and I. Um, I think I'm going to be writing some fan fiction once a month up there on the movies that we do. Oh, yeah. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. And then if you like our theme song, or even if you don't, but I hope you do, uh, you should go find uh, Haley, the artist music at Bombastic Dream Pussy. So with Bombastic Dream Pussy, take out all the vowels. That's their Twitter. Or find uh, them at bombasticdreampussy.bandcamp.com. They fucking rule. Listen to their music. Listen to Blood on My Bikes, which is like one of my favorite songs in general. It rules. Uh, and thank you, Fabi, so much for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. If y'all ever want to swim these dangerous waters let me know i have plenty of more movies to show absolutely you. I, I you are uh i'm sure past and future <laughs> guests i i'm sure <laughs> okay well thanks so much we'll see you next time uh when we're talking bye. my own private idaho uh bye bye